When I launched my reading workshop, part of that included implementing reading notebooks for my students. What I would typically do is during the summer prior to the start of the new school year was assemble and organize the notebooks. I would then add several different sections within the notebook. Now, in addition to that, I would also have students personalize their notebooks so that they would feel that the notebook was their own. We're going to go ahead and talk more about the reader's notebook in just a moment. Welcome to Episode 71 of the Teacher Rockstar Podcast, a place where tips and strategies critical to the new teacher are discussed. I'm your host, Steve Hiles, and in today's episode, we're going to be talking about the Reader's Notebook. All right, let's dive right in. When I first implemented the Reader's Notebooks in my class, at the start of the school year, I'd oftentimes get moans and groans from students about the number of books I expected my kids to read and the amount of time that they would read. Our classroom goal was a minimum of 30 minutes each day, Monday through Friday. I would also get this question from students, why do we also have to write about our reading? Well, I would make it crystal clear to my kids that the purpose of writing about your reading was to make them better readers and writers. And I have to tell you that once my students knew the why of why they were doing this, it became less painful for them. I wanted my students to become aware that writing will help them deepen their understanding, strengthen their conversations with partners. Additionally, I would tell them that writing about their reading will develop their critical thinking skills. The thing that I impressed upon my students was not to simply retell what the book was all about, but to dig a lot deeper to analyze and evaluate the text. I would have an anchor chart that I displayed in front of the classroom which listed open-ended higher-order thinking questions that students can choose from. They would use these questions as a way to guide their thinking. I would give my students ownership of their notebooks and encourage them to use strategies that would help them as readers. For example, I let students use markers, highlighters, colored pencils. They could use post-it notes, sketch out characters and story scenes, and create graphs and charts. It was really cool to see students sharing their strategies with their partners. Before we talk about finding time for reader's notebooks, here's a word from our sponsor. Are you interested in jump-starting your classroom management skills and taking your teaching skills to a whole new level? Well, if you're a brand new teacher fresh out of college, or maybe you're a student teacher, the Teacher Rockstar Academy course is for you. Gain the confidence, the skills, you'll need to crush it on day one and beyond. So invest in yourself and enroll now at TeacherRockstarAcademy.com. That's TeacherRockstarAcademy.com. I promise you, you will find this to be a most transformational experience. Okay, let's move on. Let's talk about finding the time for readers' notebooks. Well, for starters, at the start of the new school year, I would go over my expectations concerning the notebooks and establish routines. I would set aside one hour Monday through Friday whereby my students would read for at least 30 minutes independently and then write about their reading followed by sharing out with partners and then the whole group. Now I want to go ahead and discuss the organization of the reader's notebook. 
the reader's notebook generally features five sections. Now, I have to, to tell you that what I've used and I found very, very helpful was the tips found in Fontas and Pinnell's book, Guiding Readers and Writers, a fantastic resource for teachers. Section 1, for example, would contain the reading list. Section 2, the reading interest list. Section 3, books to read list. Section 4, the letters. And Section 5, writing about your reading. We're going to discuss each of these sections in turn. The reading list is simply a documented account of the amount and types of reading that students do. The reading interest list is a list of books that the student wants to read and I have to say that this section is very important for the teacher as it details their favorite titles, genres, topics, and authors. The books to read list are actual books that the student wants to read. Now the letters section are letters that the student writes to the teacher and the teacher responds back to the student. I have the names of my students equally divided by days, Monday through Thursday, on an anchor chart displayed. The last section, writing about their reading, would begin once independent reading time was over. I would give students at least 10 minutes to respond to the text that they were reading, after which the students would be given time to share out their thinking with partners. Then I would recap the day's mini-lesson and answer any questions from the whole group. Before we proceed further, here's a quick word from our sponsor. Imagine having access to educational products, instructional videos, teacher podcasts, and articles for just pennies a day. Wouldn't that be awesome? And you know what the best part is? You get a seven-day free trial. So what do you really have to lose? Go check it out and take a look around. Simply go to MyTeacherMembership.com. That's MyTeacherMembership.com. I will be adding more products each and every month, and you're going to love being part of this teacher membership community. All right, let's move on here. Let's now turn our attention to using the reader's notebook. Each section of the notebook has to be explicitly taught. In other words, I never just handed out the notebooks on the first day of school. During the first week, or perhaps even the first two weeks, I would have book conversations with my students, and we would talk about the kinds of books that they were reading. And once my kids got comfortable sharing books with one another orally, they came away knowing how to share their books and conversations with other students. Then at that point, I would thoroughly go through and explain each and every section of their notebook. Now in my class, I had certain routines in place with respect to students using their notebooks. First of all, I had tubs that I would require these notebooks to be stored in when the work was completed. One important thing here is that the notebooks never, ever go home. They stayed in the classroom. Students wrote in their notebooks during book talks to record titles of books that they wanted to read later on. They would have their notebooks in hand when they were sharing with a partner. Students would turn in their notebooks to me on their assigned letter day. I also required my students to write an average of one page when they responded to the reading. I had my students discuss the reading entries in individual conferences as well. Now I want to address uh, the use of conventions. Though, and I want to be very clear about this, I would not correct notebook entries. In other words, I would pay attention to spelling, grammar, punctuation, capitalization, and organization. Keeping notes on the use of convention. Uh, I've always encouraged my students to show me what they know when they write to me about their reading. And as far as convention errors that showed up in my students' writing, 
Those would be topics of future mini-lessons. I just wanted to be clear about that. In summary, readers' notebooks are easy to use and will instill in students to take responsibility for some of their reading development. More importantly, they impress upon students to think of themselves as readers, and that's very, very important. Well, this brings us to the end of this episode. Hope you found this information to be helpful. Feel free to reach out should you have any questions or comments about this episode. I want to thank you for listening to the Teacher Rockstar Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Hiles. When you get a moment, visit my blog and subscribe to my newsletter for the latest educational research, best practices, and unadvertised free bonuses. Go to stevesclassroomresources.blogspot.com. And don't forget to subscribe to us at the Teacher Rockstar Podcast. And if you'd like to support us, please feel free to share our podcast with others. Post about it on social media or leave a rating and review. That would be greatly appreciated. Thanks again. We'll see you same time, same place next week. And remember, my friend, you got this.